0: How's it going everyone welcome to the real for real so if you guys are kind of used to our format you've been watching our videos you'll know that what we usually do is we talk about the positives and we talk about the negatives and then we basically give the film a review at the end right we give it a score so we're going to be doing the same thing but today we're going to be talking about two films this time we're going to be talking about a quiet place Two, and we're going to be talking about Corella so Isaiah let's get into a quiet place Two first. first you go with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that works for me. That works for me.
0: Okay, yeah. cool, cool. So A Quiet Place 2 is directed by John Krasinski. Uh, the cinematographer for this movie is Polly Morgan. And uh, so this movie is starring Emily Blunt, Millicent Simmons, and of course, John Krasinski. So, man, let's get into this movie, bro. What would you think about it?
1: So I will say, like, as somebody who had not seen the first one, because mm-hmm. and I respect John a lot. I mean, you're a big fan of his from The Office. But to be honest like just the the premise of the movie at first of uh, the first one didn't didn't speak to me well and people have tried to get me to see it i just never got hmm. around to it so i had to come in this kind of blind uh not knowing anything about the you know uh, the first one but i had to say it was super entertaining for me super entertaining to me uh i love the way they play with sound a little bit in it like it's it just it was a good movie really really good movie uh, yeah. So for me, my initial take was that Now, don't, I mean, like I said I, I gotta go back and now watch the other one I wanna know more about You know, what got us to where we are now Um, But it was a good film Like, really good film Yeah, bro, it. you gotta
0: watch the first one, man You gotta watch the first one I know, I know uh,
1: But this, yeah. is a, this is a
0: really good uh, sequel, though, man The first one's good, this one's really good You know, it's interesting Because, you know, we were forced to go see the movie In theaters again, right? Right, right So, uh, it's funny, like we're just in a different time period, man. It's actually kind of sad because, in the beginning, like before the movie starts, you have John Krasinski thanking everyone for coming to the movie and supporting. And it, man, really shows you what time period we're in, man. So, people, this man is, they're putting snippets of people thanking you for coming to the theaters (laughs) and supporting this. Go to the theaters and go see this movie, go support your films. I gotta go go see this movie.
1: I got to go ahead and say on top of that, though, shout out to the crowd that I went and saw it with. Like I didn't see it till like 1020 in the evening and the theater was packed out. So, oh,
0: man. Shout out to them, bro. Yeah. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: To the crowd that I was seeing it with who came out and we actually went and enjoyed the movie the way it's supposed to be enjoyed. Like
0: I had a nice crowd, too, man. So that was good to see. Really good to see. But man, let's talk about uh, John John Krasinski for a minute because all right, all so right. he was the director for the first one as well, but he kind of had help with it. But this yeah. time for the sequel, you know, he was all by himself on this. And I actually liked the direction of this movie better than the second one. I just I liked the way it looked visually. It was like better looking, I think. Yeah. And uh, the cinematographer Polly Morgan, man, she did a really good job replacing Charlotte Bruce Christensen. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the first one, because uh, I guess Charlotte, she did the first cinematography yeah. uh, for the first film. And so, uh, man, Polly Morgan did a really good job replacing her. Well, and so, I'm gonna, um, hold
1: on, I want to kind of backdoor you on the cinematography. Like, there were some yeah. amazing shots in this movie, like really, really mm-hmm. good shots. Um, one that stands out to me, of course, is like, uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, but when they are uh, when they've made it to uh, the island, and there's like that daybreak scene where he, you know he's speaking mm-hmm. to you know his daughter, uh, saying you know you were right, I was wrong, and man that shot is like really really awesome. Uh, yeah, the shot when the young girl goes off by herself and is on the train, like that was a really nice, like so yeah. many good like shots done in this. Like kudos, I can't compare it to the other movie again. Like I said, I'll probably watch that this afternoon. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. for now I gotta definitely say like the cinematography was a big win.
0: Oh, big time, big time, big time, man. Because I think like what John Krasinski does a good job of is like he makes sure that he has the characters at the forefront and drive the movie, even though there's destruction and terrors happening all around you. Right. right. Like I could just respect that he made sure that the characters were in a shot with the monsters as well. And he makes sure that the main characters don't, you you know, lose focus in this movie. And so to me, that's very unique and it's different. Um and man that, that bro, we gotta talk about the acting too, man.
1: The oh, acting. Man, like so again, really like stellar job to my 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 two my two youth actors who like pretty much carried the film, like
0: nelson mm-hmm.
1: Simmons. I was moved quite a bit by the both of them, man. Like
0: Milson Simmons, <laughs> uh, Noah Wupe. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir.
1: They were Definitely captivating to watch. Like <laughs> Jillian Murphy
0: too, man. Oh,
1: if he—it's funny when you talk about Killian Murphy. You're talking about a man who's like everybody knows him. You know what I mean? Like everybody yeah. knows him from something. Mm-hmm. He's a dude who's phenomenal, but almost like always as a second man. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. Get him as the and second. a lot of
0: Christopher Nolan movies, for sure.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, we, we know him as the second man. We don't really think of him as the lead. And so it was cool to see him in the front, forefront and hopefully we can get more of that. Like I'm hoping we'll get to see more of him at the forefront going yeah, forward. But definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely. Really, really good performances by them. I mean, Emily Blunt too. Like, oh,
0: Emily Blunt, she does no wrong basically. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's always, always cool. good.
1: She knows the assignment and she, <laughs> yeah. and she does it well. Like,
0: Let's talk about the camera choices too, man. So Krasinski, um, I, like I said, the way he shot this film and the way he decided to shoot it, I think was unique. And so they shot this movie with 35 millimeter film and they used the Panavision Panaflex Millennium XL2 with the T-glass. Say that so, three times
1: fast,
0: okay? Oh, my bad. Panavision Panaflex <laughs> Millennium XL2 with the T-glass. So that's the camera that they used for this movie. Yeah, you
1: ain't had to stand out say it plane. You had to
0: see um, it, it a second time. For, for the people out there, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's beautiful looking, man. And I'm yeah. glad that they're getting back into the Panavision Panaflex cameras. Yeah. And so, um, man, it's just like the camera angles that they use for this movie, man. Like the example in the car in the beginning of the movie.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I-, I like when they did that, then when they're walking through the woods and they're giving you an above view, a side view, a behind view as they're walking. Um, and then they give you like a focus on their steps when they're walking in rough terrain.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, that's just and it's just like you're just you're hoping that they don't make a sound, but they really focus on their footsteps. And so just, man, it's just that the camera angles really help build, you know, the tension in this movie as well. Like if you think of what this movie is, at the end of the day, this movie is tension. This is, this is real horror. This is suspense. And they did a good job of that. So,
1: um, yeah, you know, what? something else that I thought was really, uh, intriguing Mm -hmm. was the use. (laughs) So going into a movie called a quiet place, I was expecting to go into almost like a silent movie, so to speak, which is part of the reason why I kind of didn't like, While well, I was not super interested in the first. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, and not that I think silent movies are bad. They can be done with. I just was like, this wasn't just, it didn't feel like it was something I wanted to walk into, but the way right. that they played with sound throughout the movie, given that, you know, there's a death and, you know, a deaf character, I was like, oh, this is really neat. And you get the absence there of sound. And sometimes I feel like the scenes that had no sound whatsoever were more mm-hmm. powerful than, you know, the ones where I have some, you know. Some yeah, sound. I was thinking
0: about that. I was thinking about that because to me, being quiet to stay alive is just a genius idea for a horror film, man. Like that, it really is at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, and, and both movies execute that very well. The first one and the second one. Um, yeah. like it's just just that concept man thinking about it you're being quiet to stay alive that's genius
1: i don't know i mean like i said and it was just the sound choices made like throughout there i just thought big kudos big kudos yeah for sure um, yeah it, it really moves and draws the tension through a little bit so for sure there and, I and I think lie. about
0: the the communication as well like so using sign language to communicate instead of having to rely on too much dialogue
1: yeah yeah no i thought I thought that was cool too to have that at the yeah. forefront that the majority mm-hmm. of the language is being spoken like through the film is hand gestures and uh, using you know sign language. I was like this is this is legit. How often yeah. do you get to see that? And it's a <laughs> theatrical experience that caters to those who don't usually get a chance to sit and hear like what's going on in there. So mm-hmm. I thought that was that was pretty neat. that's pretty that's pretty awesome
0: exactly. So man, oh, we have to say. The, oh, so my bad. You were saying something. Oh
1: no, no, no. I think I was about to say. Oddly enough, I didn't have very many uh, negatives about this film. Like
0: I was just. Oh, I was about to say the same, man.
1: I, and I know, like anybody who knows me, that's probably rare. But <laughs> at least on first watch, you know, on my first watch so far, I don't, I don't see any problems with it. It's concise. Like mm-hmm. there, it's not. It doesn't. Take too much of what it is. I guess if I had to throw one random one out there, um <laughs> my <laughs> we got our one black character. It follows that trope. Oh there, man, not that many people who died.
0: bro. I was just about to. <laughs> oh man,
1: I wasn't. Guy.
0: I wasn't even gonna count it as a negative. I, I just it's really not. It was
1: funny. I mean, it dang. just was funny that the trope came back. I was like, oh dang, black dude, go,
0: <laughs> man. He, look, bro, he wasn't doing anything with that shotgun. That shotgun wasn't doing nothing not
1: at all. But I was like, Come that on, guy man. gets done, and then of course, at the end of the film, same thing happens. We're like another black dude. <laughs> All right, redeem it. Nope, he was gone too. So I, I man, my boy, way.
0: what's his name, man, jamont Hensu? Yes, bro. bro I felt like I was like, dang, that was quick. Like
1: already? <laughs> I mean, hey, he established. He had this nice little little hub established, and then I gotta go back and save my nah, No, dog. What you, <laughs> you got to do is die, so.
0: bro, man. Yeah, that was uh. I was like, dang, they killed two brothers off quick, man.
1: Yeah, was... <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was yeah, yeah, kind of cracked me like, up a little dang. bit.
0: But I figured yeah. somebody would have a complaint about that, but yeah, that's no nah,
1: no no big complaint. I mean, it's yeah. a horror movie trope anyway. So I just took yeah. it as fu- kind of funny, but I thought that was that, funny too. That was that was pretty legit. Like I thought it was a funny little thing to add
0: for so, sure. For sure. The
1: movie is legit. Like, I yeah, definitely. when it comes to ratings.
0: That's a solid nine for me. A solid nine? For sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah this I, is a solid a, nine for me, too, man. Like, I really, I give it the 93, 94% movie, man. Um, right. I really don't have any negatives either, really. Um, like, I like the way, because the movie, it picks off right where the first one ended. And so you automatically, you jump straight into the action. The movie doesn't waste any time.
1: Yeah,
0: um, There's just really, it, like, it the beginning of the movie, you, you jump into the jump scares, you get the audio in and out giving you the uh the deaf person experience and that was wonderfully done um and man like you said yeah the the brother died in the beginning but there was just a lot going on and so you're really trying to figure out because in the first quiet place they're at home right they're outside okay and it's in like one setting but this one is you're it's a whole new world and so they're the first, the first scene, you're, they're just trying to. Wow, it's just terror. It's it's destruction, and they're trying to figure out, okay, what's going on in this world. And so, as they start to get their bearings in this movie, you know, you really, the movie starts to pick up, man. But it really just, it doesn't waste any time. I, I love the way it is. Yeah, it's yeah. a very, very good movie. I would highly recommend people go see this.
1: Go out man, to the man, theater and uh, watch it. Go, bro. To the do you have any favorite
0: scenes in this movie specifically? Like anything, any favorites?
1: Favorite scene. Um... I think my favorite scene, for me, is the moment when <laughs> the baby and the son are locked in the in the I get I don't even know what to call the the tube that they're in, but they're locked in there and the oxygen is running out. Mm-hmm. And I'm not yeah. gonna lie, like the the <laughs> my head instantly went, oh no, don't do it. When he opens up the <laughs> the container where the baby's at, and he's like, yeah, yeah, looking at the, I'm like, man, he gonna kill off this baby, like. Gonna lie, that kind of shook me for a little bit.
0: Yeah. I was like, yeah.
1: This is whack. Like I, I thought he's definitely gonna do that. So I was I was tripping about that. That was a good That's scene. Real. Um, and of course, like the the connection between uh Gillen's character and and uh oh, I forgot the I forgot her name for the moment, but when they meet on the train and they're having that discussion back and forth about mm-hmm. him, you know you had the chance to save your wife or you couldn't save your wife but you have a chance to do something now Mm. you know i thought that was pretty powerful too to have Mm. it come from you know this young kid who's doing what they can to be helpful yeah this grown person is not and i thought that was very telling how about you man
0: that's good scene man um so i like the last act of the film man but were they in the cafe i can't tell where they were i can't think at the moment but I like when Millicent, when she was climbing over something to get to the other side.
1: Oh, uh, when she, they were in the, uh, when they made it inside of the uh, studio.
0: There's a studio. That's studio, it. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're in a the studio and she's climbing over to the other side. And she's carefully trying to put her foot down.
1: Yeah.
0: And then it. Uh, I like like they're changing scenes. So you have that scene with them, and then it changes scenes to the monsters reaching in the hiding place, trying to gla- grab Emily Blunt and the family. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That was like, whoo, wee That's the, this is terror. And then um. And then uh, I like when her and the brother, um, like they're able to tell that they're alive. Like he's able to tell she's alive through the airwaves, and they both end up killing the monsters at the same time. But then I guess this is my this is my negative for the movie. It ends abruptly, Um, and so it, you know, I just I was like, okay, like it's over. Like, dang, this this is actually like my favorite scene.
1: So it sounds like, and to me, I I get why that would be problematic. But I feel mm-hmm. like he's just leaving the door open for another part, like yeah. When I yeah. started it and I was saying "quiet place part two, I was like, "There's more to this story," and I think that just yeah. kind of open, leaving it open ended, gives some hype that we can yeah. be sure to follow through with. So yeah, no, it's
0: good. I mean, just I was just like, "Oh, dang, okay." Yeah, because like you're into that scene and then it just stops. So I was like, it, "Oh, it just
1: fades, it was just gone."
0: And that was one of my favorite scenes. I was enjoying that because. But you know that's a, that's a good place to stop it though. Yeah. And that's why I say man, that's actually better than continuing a movie for another 20 minutes and it losing momentum, right? And you thinking that you should have stopped the movie 20 minutes ago. Well, so I mean know. it it ended abruptly, but at the same time, that's still a smart idea. Yeah, so. I
1: mean and, and not to mention in a time right now while we've got like especially in a time now where we're so used to having films build and set up for the other one mm-hmm. sometimes you build and set up for the next film what you're building turns out to be at a disservice of the film itself yeah like i think sometimes you yeah just, sometimes you gotta say we done click cut it off yeah right for here, sure and then tune in the next time you know it's not necessary to set up what the next one is there for us. so no I, I agree with
0: definitely that. definitely definitely so y'all got our review of a quiet place too sure. we both like it we both give it A's. You give it A plus, A minus. Which one? A plus, A minus? Uh,
1: yeah, definitely, probably uh, A plus. Like I said, this based is on a my plus. first watch. A plus. Um, For sure. I'll go yes, back sir. and I'm probably gonna watch it again. It, you know, it was 10:20 on a long day, so maybe mm-hmm. I, maybe I, maybe I just didn't have it in me to to, to give it a bad <laughs> vote. Uh, yeah, but nah, it's definitely A plus right now. I don't think it'll drop even. Hey, and
0: think the- about it, you went to go see it at what 10:20. It kept yeah. you awake. It kept you going. This is true.
1: I didn't. I didn't. And you had a long day. So. I, after a long day, I still was able to move, so I, I there gotta you go. Say, a plus,
0: yes, sir, yes, sir. Let's, let's talk dig about into it. This,
1: this Cruella, right quick, though. Cruella,
0: Cruella, Cruella, Cruella man. Cruella. Cruella.
1: So,
0: I was about to say, hit me with it, <laughs> hit me with it. There we go. No, it's cool. <laughs> now, that's a good movie, man. So, we'll, we'll talk about Cruella. So, this movie is directed by Craig Gillespie. Uh, he's the same person that directed Itanya, and this is starring the two Emmas. You got Emma Stone, you got Emma Thompson. So, um I gotta say, it's Emma Thompson for me, man.
1: Man, it's I was Emma say, Thompson I was for me. Say, let's just dig straight into the the goods about this, cause it, I mean, don't get me wrong, Emma Stone, like the the double Emma feature right here was great. Like, yeah, both of them did really well, but yeah, Emma Thompson was on. Emma the, Thompson stole the show. She was on another level. Like, yeah. I was, I was baffled many times in there. Like, she was just captivating, super captivating. That character was great.
0: And oh. you and I usually talk about we'll usually talk about a movie for at least five minutes after we've seen it. You and I didn't discuss either one of these. So no, so, so you get, like Cruella.
1: Yeah, y'all are getting this all cold, like all this like <laughs> hot off the presses for y'all. Like this is I, hot off I the press. I haven't talked to nobody man. about it. Like I actually probably like I finished watching it probably a couple minutes before we started this. So, <laughs> I won't lie to you. I yeah, I liked Cruella. It was good. It's
0: it's a very solid movie. Yeah, man. like very solid. A, very solid. Um, I,
1: won't, I won't lie. Like the way it was pitched in the beginning, I was kind of, I was like, this don't seem like the style for the Disney. Not that, you know, the villain take, but it was just, mm-hmm. this was not just because it's about, you know, kind of fashion-esque, but it was definitely kind of Devil Wears Prada kind of vibe Yes, sir. Devil or, Wears
0: Prada vibes. Absolutely. Or, mm-hmm. I,
1: it, I don't know. It just didn't feel like a Disney film, but they did a good job in this style. Like, I'm like, I could watch some more films of this, you know, of this genre. Now, hold
0: on. Let me tell you, man, let me tell you. Now, first of all, what you should be saying is, Hey, appreciate you, Kevin. Cause at first you weren't really interested in talking about this. Let's be honest now. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. Honest. I definitely
1: wasn't. I, I, Let's I be honest. Cause I, I was like,
0: cause when, when I saw the previews for Corella, I was like, Oh, I'm excited for this one. Like I like Emma Stone and I like Corella DeVille as a villain for, yeah. Disney, right? And 101 Dalmatians is, I love the 1961 animated version. Like, I love that movie. So, yeah. you know, I i was just really excited for this. I like Glenn Close. Like, she did a really good job playing the live action 101, 102 Dalmatians.
1: Yeah. And so I thought she did great. I just, she did. She did yeah. She
0: did great as, as Corella. The movie itself, like it being the first live action Disney movie, it wasn't great, but I don't think critics yeah. should have dogged it the way they did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well,
1: it was I mean, just. That's the thing. Like, I watched that one uh, at least one 101, not too long yeah. ago. And I was like, I thought it was fine. Like, I watched it before watching, uh, I watched it earlier this week before watching Cruella. Mm-hmm. And I was Get like, straight. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, it was a movie aimed for kids and you know, yeah. made, in, <laughs> made in the yeah. what, late 90s, 2000s. So I'm like, yeah, give it a break a little bit. <laughs> give yeah. it a break for what it was. Now, I won't lie, I did not think, about doing an episode for Cruella. I saw it and I was like, I will probably I do knew probably immediately,
0: man. I said, "Hey, we got to do it. Got to do it." I was like,
1: "We will probably wa- I will watch this movie. I don't need to talk about it. I just didn't like I said, the stylistic choices. I was like, I don't think mm-hmm. this is going to be as great <laughs> coming through a Disney lens as it turned out to be."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was a dark movie too, man, for a Disney film. Yeah, um I think it a- said, this, "This is a solid movie. origin story. We all knew Cruella Deville was evil uh, in a way, mm-hmm. but this movie ends up humanizing her and you end up gaining a understanding of the lady who wants to use Dalmatian fur for coats.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and this movie takes place in London in the 70s with a soundtrack from the 70s. Let's talk about that for a second. So the soundtrack, that soundtrack was fire. man, was yeah. w- was fire. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like it, you, it have was...
0: a, you have a solid 30 songs in this movie <laughs> What, that are off the chain. Like that's a lot of songs for a movie. Okay. Yeah.
1: Like it. it... <laughs> There's, and I think in the first like hour, I was like, well, god dang, like, yeah, y'all, y'all just running like a said, you know, a playlist in the back, just keeping that bad boy spinning,
0: like, and, and I, and, and that's cool too, man. And I kind of, so that's a positive and it's kind of a negative too. And the only reason why I say I'm gonna give that a negative too, and I'm, of course, we're staying on the positive list. My negative view list is very small, but the reason why that can fall into a negative is because sometimes when you when you keep playing songs over and over like that sometimes you just have to let the movie speak for itself instead of the soundtrack right
1: and sometimes
0: i feel like they use the soundtrack to drive the movie and it's like yeah this is a good story you don't have to you know have a banger for every single scene right so
1: i'm totally with you i'm 100 percent. like there is i was actually surprised you brought up that point that was a point that i was adamant about after the first hour of the movie i was like yeah are you trying to cover up your shortcomings by having us jam you know what i mean for a minute letting us jam yeah. like what are you trying to i kept feeling like I, i'm supposed to be looking for where's the mistake like, you know what i mean it felt yeah. like watching a magic show they mm-hmm. misdirection with the music here and that, not saying that there was one it mm-hmm. just felt that way so yeah i agreed i was like one of its biggest strengths in the soundtrack is also its weakness in the sense that it's just, at times it feels like there's just too much. Every scene, you're too much, noodles. too much. Another song here for me to mm-hmm. like, not even, I think what I would have possibly done is found one song to kind of hook into and maybe let that one recur. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a the recurring yeah. theme, um, maybe that could have, That wouldn't have felt like it was so much going on. You know? Yeah. I mean, it,
0: it, I mean, you end up understanding. It's they mentioned in the movie it's the '70s, and then mm-hmm. you're playing '70s songs, so we get it. It's yeah. just <laughs> you don't have to keep hitting us with heavy bangers throughout the whole. Yeah, like I group. said,
1: because like then you pull away from, so, it, or like you were saying, you pull away from the story. Then, like all of a sudden, you now, pull away
0: from the story. You do uh, right slightly, now. I'm kind of do. more
1: focused on oh, this this is hitting. Like at least me mm-hmm. being a super like, and I know you being a music guy as well. Like we talk music stuff on a regular, yeah. as well, but. Like, and then, yeah, it just, it, it can be a little distracting. Um, Definitely. Definitely. Some other good pieces though. Costume wardrobe. Costume
0: wardrobe. For sure. Definitely.
1: Good. I cannot say that enough. I wasn't sure at times whether I was watching, you know, Cruella the movie or Project Runway or this, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was stylish. Everybody
0: looks stunning, man. For sure. It has definitely just,
1: like it's mm-hmm. costume and wardrobe really set for the style. And that was my other just big, big uh plus is the style yeah. of the film overall. But that I think a lot of that is set by the costume and wardrobe department. And not even yes. not even just that, the settings too, like where they chose to shoot certain scenes or how they you know how they set that up. It was mm-hmm. yeah, it's just really, really good. Really good. It's really
0: good. Yeah, I like that. That's I'm glad you mentioned that. Um I want to talk about kind of the dark themes in this movie. Like, so there's certain things that it's like, oh, wow. Like, cause you know, this is a PG 13 Disney movie. Right. And yeah. so uh, remember the scene where she's drinking and she kind of passes out at the store after hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, dang, like, so they kind of, they took some risks with this movie. And I like that. Like they made it something where kids will enjoy it, but adults are definitely going to enjoy this movie. Like I enjoy it. You enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty
0: sure most of our peers are gonna enjoy it. They didn't mind getting a little bit more mature with the movie, which was cool. I well, appreciated I mean,
1: that. Yeah, I think they, I think they catered to, to this movie is catered more toward an older audience. I mean, yeah, heck for crying out loud, they even, they even referenced the idea of killing off a child, like yes. killing off a newborn kid. I was like, yeah, bro, dang. like yeah. That was a little much. Um, mm-hmm. So that, yeah, I, I think they they definitely play with some some dark ideas here. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. also but also contrasted a little bit as well. The idea, like with as Disney does, they can play they can give you something dark a little bit, but they can also contrast it well. Like the idea of family gets played with a lot in this, right?
0: Yeah, big time.
1: She, she's going through a huge kind of identity crisis of family here. She's mm-hmm. got, you know, family in Jasper and Horace, who she's kind of grown up with. She's got family in her mom, as well as technically in uh, in uh, The Baroness as well. So it's like you play with this idea, but you see some negative views of family, but also you get, you know, some reassuring that happens amongst us. So, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Uh, man, let's talk about that. This is kind of a heist movie as well, man. I like how they... Add that to the story.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say storyline like is neat. Yeah, with
0: that. Yeah, yeah, like it's you know she starts off kind of petty thief at a young age with the guys, and then they progress into heavier theft as the movie progresses. Mm-hmm. So I like how they how they build that up, man. Um I also like just the uh they, they. I like how they incorporated the Dalmatians as well. Them knocking off her mom off the cliff. I'm telling you, reading uh, due my, to the reading baroness whistling,
1: yeah, giving a signal. You read my mind. You legit read my yeah. mind tonight. Like, I was like, it it kind of puts in perspective outside of just the idea that, oh, spots. You know, like, when you watch the old one, there's no yeah. real motive other than I like spots. I'm like, I mean, if it, as an adult now, I'm like, yo, that doesn't mean that you should just go bashing Dalmatians <laughs> over the head. Like, yeah, you can make, yeah. a, spots can be made out of it. You can make faux, faux, <laughs> right. you know, uh, spots and fur, like. But, but it
0: gives you that this is a good origin story to give you that perspective. And not sure. to min-
1: like to make it was cool how they juxtaposed the Dalmatians into being villains. Like mm-hmm. Cru- Cruella isn't the villain. Like every time we see those Dalmatians, generally they are snarling, they're mean, this, that, and the other. They yeah. technically are the reason why she she is the in a sense, they are the way she is what she is. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know,
0: you know, it's it's interesting. You that and that actually could be counted towards a negative too, though, bro. I'm not saying it is, but it could be. It could be looked at negatively because. So keep going. Because it's almost like you're rebranding Corella in a way. And the reason why okay. I say that is because she's not evil in this movie at all, in my opinion. I don't see any evil in her. I see her acting out, but I don't see evil. So it's it just it kind of reminds me of when you take the Evil Queen from Snow White and you okay. turn her into Maleficent, and Maleficent is not evil, right? So that's what I'm saying. Um, it there's it, it it's kind of a rebranding thing. I think Disney does that sometimes, well, and I don't know if that's that could be counted as negative, no, man. No, because no, there's no, gonna I, be pe- no, oh, go ahead.
1: No, no, no. I'm saying I, I agree. Like I, I mean, I could see that being a negative for me. It doesn't ding, but. I could understand that because you've now human you you've made her more human you've humanized her yeah in a sense to where now people might decide that oh well maybe she wasn't that bad after all right and that's fair uh to play devil's advocate here though maybe they're trying to tell us a little something more important most of the people that we think might be bad folks may have other you know everything stems from somewhere, and that's what yeah. they may be trying to show us. You know. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, oh, it, I, it, I, I like it. how they did it. It's just that I, I definitely see that being a a, a negative for people. Um, yeah. Especially if you want to. Especially if you're watching this movie in hopes of her being crazy and and evil and this and this and that. I mean, but you got to build it. And I think the the way that they left this the ending, if you watch it all the way to the credits, kind of like the Marvel you watch the credits and then you wait a little bit and then they'll show you how they're going to build the story. Um, they end up showing you uh, Roger and Anita and Pongo. And so yeah. it's, it's like it sets it up for the sequel and it's like, uh Oh, now we're setting it up and we're going to see the other side of Corella that we're used to from 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. That's what I think we're getting to. So We'll, we'll see, I mean, man. We'll see. It's not
1: a. It wouldn't be a bad rebrand, like to go ahead and you know restart it a little bit, or to kind of reboot the situation, yeah. and then we may be able to look at it a little yeah. differently. Maybe by the next one, we start to get more of the crazed Cruella that we were looking for before. Um, I did think it was nice how they kind sure, of sure. dropped nods to Anita and Roger and stuff like that in the film. However, they didn't yeah. make things revolve. Like sometimes you can get I too like caught that. up in yes. your source material. That, that is a positive, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every once in a while yeah. you're like, oh, well we need to hook them into it because that's the stuff that made people initially watch. And that's what they're connected. Yes. So we get like, Anita's like introduced in grade school and it's just like, "Yeah, hey, what's up? That's, and then she good. pops up at other periods, but that was yeah. it. Same with like when Roger came, I was like, oh, okay, Roger. Yeah. We don't see him <laughs> that often. Like, he, he yeah. role, so like, I thought that was really cool. That was um, good,
0: that was good. Man, hold on. You get. You know what else we're me? You got to give a shout out to Disney for adding their first gay character to this, uh, to, to, to their film.
1: So this minute. is the first
0: gay character, Artie. That's the first gay character that they have had in a Disney movie. So, so shout wait. out to them for doing that.
1: So I didn't know that. I thought I can I think I had always. I thought that um, they had aimed to make Lafou in Beauty of the Beast gay, but maybe not openly so. So that's different. No, no, no. Shout out for the diversity. If that, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Cause I thought I kept thinking it yeah. was before that they had done it in uh beauty and the beast, but no, I didn't know. I didn't realize that. So that's pretty.
0: Dumb. Yeah. No, they actually confirmed that this is a, this is a gay character and um, yeah, he uh, already had a decent amount of screen time. And I think it's, it's looking like he's going to have a bigger role in a sequel, just based on, you know, what were, how they ended the movie
1: yeah. and
0: how things ended up. It seems like we're having an even bigger role, but he was funny. So he's yeah, an enjoyable was character.
1: Say, he would- it was funny with his screen times so and shout out. Yeah. Shout out for yeah. that. Um, I will say one other negative, and I know we kind of been all over the place with the you know positive <laughs> negatives, but I will say one other negative that I had though. Um runtime seemed a little long to me. Oh uh, man,
0: I, I wanted to mention that too. Yes. The,
1: the runtime, I I felt like there was there was definitely some places where we could have trimmed, and mm-hmm. I don't think it would have lost any, like I don't think it would have caused the film to lose anything only gain like some gain some traction of one the time being shorter the runtime being a little shorter but also it would yeah. gain because yeah. there wouldn't there would have been less proof you know what i mean it's just it's just to the point but again this is another one that's just yeah. kind of high on my list like there's not much those little those little things I mentioned. Runtime.
0: Yeah, like there, you, as far you, as the um movie being too long and as far as me nitpicking about the soundtrack just being a little bit too much. Yeah. Other than that, man, I mean it's a it's a good movie. It's I mean, what what are you rating it? What are you giving it?
1: I'm gonna put it at uh I would easily put this at probably a eight point five.
0: Eight point five. Oh man, dude, we we read each other's minds tonight, man. It's, yeah, I was uh, saying
1: we we are we yeah. on a on a t- wavelength right now.
0: Yeah, because I'm I was gonna say this is an 85 percent movie. Um, yep. I don't I don't think I would give it an A, you know. But you know, maybe if I watch it again, maybe I'll change my mind. But for sure, it's 85 percent movie. It's, it's it's a B for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, B plus
1: coming that, straight so. off of it. I have to say, yeah, eight point five. And I guess for me, a lot of it has more to do with that music piece than you would think. Like, I, I can't tell you how often I I was more focused on the song playing than I was mm. what's happening around. Mm. Um, but this has got a lot of pluses. I'm sure if I sit down and watch it again, I think even at the highest, I would bump it maybe to an 8.7. Um, yeah. Like, maybe it'll get like. Hey, I don't think I can give
0: it an A, though. Not an yeah, A. I don't, I don't an think a. so. But just because I don't give it an a doesn't mean it's not a great movie. It's a really yes. good movie, man. It's it's a, i'm it's it's got me wanting to rethink my list of Disney movies of what I got ranked. I, I got to put it up higher. You know, this is this is dope. This is a good movie. For yeah, sure. and I, I mean, everybody I check it out. Uh, for parents out there that are sensitive to wanting their kids to watch certain things, you might have to watch it yourself. Maybe. <laughs> and then yeah, see yeah, maybe watch wanna, that
1: one first. It just yeah, watch
0: one. it first, and then you'll decide and. see if you want your kids to see it or not but it's a good film it's a good family film it's good for adults uh men women teenagers everybody's gonna like this movie so check it out i definitely recommend it isaiah recommends it
1: for sure
0: for sure thumbs up from us
1: but tell us what you think tell us put it in the comments tell us if we are correct about quiet place if you think that it was as good as we did put that down there um if you think that we are out of our minds and it wasn't as good if you think if you just mad at me cause I didn't see the first one before you can put that in the comments too. My bad. Um, tell us how you feel about Cruella.
0: If he just ho- if he's just hopping on the bandwagon, let him know.
1: Ooh, ooh. All right. You didn't get to call me no bandwagon fan, but I got you. Hey, we just, we love to hear from you by all means, please click uh, subscribe on the page. Uh, we put out videos pretty con pretty consistently talking about these similar things and other movies out there. Uh, so Please like us, subscribe, and also look for our Instagram page as well. But this is Isaiah Kevin signing off. I'll take it easy.